Hey y'all, it's Kiara, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of For Realness Sake. This week's guest is Coco. She is a self-publishing author and all-around bad mama jamma. <laughs> I met Coco at a book fair and I immediately saw her glow. After our short conversation, I knew that she had something to share, and I am so excited that I finally was able to get her on a Zoom chat. Coco has been through a lot, and throughout this conversation, she shares about her experiences, calling them the triple Ds, depression, divorce, and domestic violence. Although this conversation is necessary and definitely fitting for Mental Health Awareness Month, it can be triggering to some. I encourage you to listen to Coco's message and hear her heart and know that you are worth more than your circumstances and you can heal and move forward too. If you or anyone you know has become victim to domestic violence, please seek support. The Domestic Violence Hotline is 1-800-799-7233. Additionally, if you or someone you know has been experiencing thoughts of suicide, please call 1-800-273-8255. Listen, sis, I love you, and I want you to survive. Let's get into this week's episode with Coco. introduce yourself girl tell us a little bit about yourself hello everyone my name is really rosa roberts but i go by coco um that is my pen name coco roberts um like she said i have written children's books but i have two adult books as well three children's books two adult books Mm -hmm. i also do consulting for those who wish to become self-publishing authors because a lot of times people want to write but they don't know how to get started so all of those things are listed on my website, which I'm sure we'll get to later. Yes, yes, <laughs> ma'am. We support small businesses around of here. Of course. <laughs> well, yes, like I said, your books are amazing. But today we're actually focusing on mental health. You know, Coco, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. Yes. We get a whole month to talk about this kind of stuff. And when I had the chance to talk to you before this uh, episode, we really got into some things uh, concerning your life story. And I think that it's important to highlight uh, Black and Brown mental health issues, Mm -hmm. um, because I think those are the things that aren't highlighted as much. Those are struggles and problems sort of get pushed to the side a lot of times and so we can't do that on on this month okay right 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 and oddly enough it is mental health awareness month and i am currently in my master's program for clinical mental health so yes yes uh it's been trying i'm not gonna lie last week i was like i want to quit because i found out that my internship is honestly an entire year from february i was supposed to graduate in may but of course, with the corona, everything has been pushed way back. So now my internship is from February to December. And I was just like, you know, like I've, mm. I've, I've, I've worked so hard and I was so looking forward to it. But yeah, um, yeah, mental health awareness. So I'm all about mental health. I do believe that everyone should talk to somebody. Um, I have been in therapy myself. 
And I just feel like nobody should, you know, you, you should not keep all that frustration and anger built up because it can come out right or it can come out really wrong. So mm-hmm. there is no shame in talking to someone. I, I don't care. And people, you know, a lot of, like you said, our black and brown people, it's, uh, we don't really believe in mental health because it, it's a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. And actually it's a sign of strength. Yeah, so, I think so. Yeah, I encourage everybody, if you need to absolutely talk to somebody, because if I did not go to counseling for the things that I have endured, I have mm. no idea where I would be. Honestly, yes. probably, probably, honestly, dead. Probably, honestly, mm. because mm-hmm. I have entertained the thought of suicide a lot. Well, you jump right into this thing, Coco. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. I think a lot of people in, in, in within our community, more so um, a couple years ago, therapy was seen as like, bad, you know, it was taboo. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't talk about it. It was pray it away, yep. you know, get in the word. Um, that's just the devil. And it's right. like, no, no, no. You know, the de- right. it ain't always the devil. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's right. just the things that we've gone through. So let's first talk about how you got interested in mental health and then go into your journey about your own therapy. Okay, so two things, um, three things actually made me want to go into mental health. Um, one of uh, my ex-husband, my oldest son and the fact that at 40, I want to say at 42, Mm. anxiety hit me out of nowhere. It seems like it was out of nowhere, but it was because my mom passed away. So with my mom passing away, there uh, came depression. Um, I told you about my ex-husband, of course, that's the divorce. Mm. And again, the ex-husband, domestic violence so I call those three things the triple d's and I absolutely needed someone to talk to or I would not I did not know how in the world I was going to get through that Mm -hmm. yeah the triple d's I think that's so interesting because a lot of people go through these things but you went through all three of them also that's depression divorce and domestic violence yes do you mind sharing a little bit more about those experiences? Um, the divorces, I, I just could not understand how in the world I had to be the one to pick up and start over. And it seemed like mm. his life continued to flow. You know, we did not have any kids together, but I still had to pick up my entire life. I had to move. I had to find another car because he took my car and sold it in the middle mm. of the night. Mm. Um, I had to find another car. I had to find an apartment. And with him, um, I'm not going to call his name, but he was a professional. Um, and, and, and he had money and he did not want his wife to work. So I didn't work. So I had mm. to find not only did I not have any income, but I had to find an apartment and a car with no money. Mm. But I did it. So that's the divorce part of it. The divorce. And I take my blame in that because I should have left a long time ago. Like we break up, 
get back together, break up, get back together. And people feel like they can change people or people feel like when a person comes to them with a sob story and they cry and, oh, I'm going to do better. Oh, I'm not going to act this way anymore. And, oh, I'm going to go to church. Because they know your belief system, I'm going to go to church. We, you know, we can get through this thing. So that was the divorce part of it. And the domestic violence part of it is the reason why the divorce came. Um, <clears throat> I remember one time I was in the closet um, and I was getting dressed to go to a doctor's appointment. Mm -hmm. And we were arguing about the fact that he did take my car because I was like, where's my car? You know? And his brother's like, oh, he took that and sold it. I said, he did what? What? Right. In the middle of the night. Oh, my goodness. That's... I said, oh, okay. So I'm in the closet. And, and we had a, you know, a, a nice house. And I was in the closet. And we were just arguing back and forth. And he turned off the lights. And he grabbed my throat. And he was like, if you say something else in here, I will kill you in here. And to know his profession his hands are considered a lethal weapon, you know? Mm -hmm. So you could probably kind of figure out his profession. And he was just, and I, in, in my mind, I'm like, why did he turn off the lights? Like, what did you not want to let me see the punches coming if there were punches? But me being me, I continue to say whatever I wanted to say. He never hit me, but that was his second time choking me. Mm -hmm. I left, I found an apartment. Of course, a few months later, oh, I'm going to do better. We got back together again. This last time, there was no way I could do it. Um, there was arguing. Um, he, was, he got into it with one of the children about a TV, a, turning the channel on the TV, dumb mm. stuff. And they got into it. And I just remember a whole bunch of commotion and he was like, y'all got to leave my house, blah, 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 blah. So I was telling the kids, get up, let's go. I didn't know where we were going. I didn't, I don't have any family here in Jacksonville. I had very few friends. And so we got up and we were getting our stuff and he, he just kept going, kept going, kept going. And my oldest son at the time was like, um, he said, you're not going to hit my brother or my mama. Next thing I know, I'm standing in the middle in, in between, my children are standing behind me. He's standing in front of me, and there's a gun pointed. He said, I'll kill all y'all. Oh my gosh. So I'm trying to push, and then my middle son was like, We don't have to take this. We can just kill him. It's more of us than it's more of him. And I'm just Oof. like, Yes. And I, yes. I, I, and oddly enough, I called his sister because, like, she was my friend because he did not, every other friend that I had, well, what you want to be around her for? Well, and he, so you don't think about it at the time, but that's the controlling part of it. Well, why right. do you want to be around her? She must be a lesbian. Oh, you like girls? Like, it was all kind mm. of dumb. Like I said, I take my part in it because I should have left a long time ago. So I left that time and I, and I didn't go back. Not that he didn't attempt to try. He tried. He, at this time, I had a job. Um, he showed up at my job with flowers. Mm -mm. I, and I threw him in the trash. And um, I moved. And he found out where I live. After I moved out from his sister's house, he found out where I live. He was stalking me. I got a restraining order. And I will never forget. When I went to get the restraining order, this woman said to me, she said, it's just a piece of paper. Because if he really wants to get you, he can. Needless wow. to say, she got fired because I did tell her manager about it, but he found out where I live. 
he was stalking me and I never forget um, my son was playing basketball for Jackson and his coach his two coaches came to me and they were like listen they were like we understand that you you're not running away but he they were like you need to leave Jacksonville they were mm. like, they were like, he, he shows up at the games and he, he's talking. They were like, he's talking crazy. So I sent my kids away to live in Georgia, but I didn't leave because, you know, I had my job or whatever, whatever. And that's, and we finally got a divorce. Um, he fought it for a little while, but then it, you know, it finally happened. So that's the divorce and the domestic violence. And in between all that, um, I had a friend ask me the other day, you know, by you being so much, and I remember something that my mom said to me, she was like, I've never seen you stop to cry. And mm. I said, I don't have time. Like as, as, as parents, as a mom, especially, I don't have time to stop to cry because I got to figure out my next move. Like, how am I going to get through this? Like, how, how am I going to get a job? How am I going to provide? Like, I don't have time to stop to cry. Now, did I cry? I, I never really cried in front of my kids. I cried myself to sleep at night. I remember going to work, crying in my car, getting my face together, going to work, going in the bathroom, crying, coming back, helping my clients. You know, mm -hmm. I, I kind of just mastered crying in five minutes and then hurry up and get myself together. Yeah. So, you were in survival mode. <clears throat> yeah, you, you don't have time to stop and cry. So depression, um, I've really kind of dealt with depression all my life uh, mm -hmm. since I was 13 when my dad left and all this other stuff. Um, so I, my mom did take me to counseling back then. But as I grew older, I just threw counseling out the window. But in 2014, um, and I'm going to try my very best not to cry. In 2014, what a flow, girl. <laughs> when my mom... <laughs> When my mom passed away mm. in front of me, um, I couldn't. And then on top of that, like in between the gun, the whole gun thing, and mm. then that very next month, my oldest son went to prison. So mm. I'm trying to figure out, oh my God, like what, how am I going to do this? Like many days. I had to drive over the Matthews Bridge because I was working in uh, Mayport. Mm -hmm. So many days I was just like, you know, if you just drive off this bridge, mm -hmm. it'll all be over. You know, if you just, you can end it all. You can end all the pain now. You don't have to go through this anymore. But then I had to stop to think I had two other kids to live for that did not deserve, you know, uh, the yeah. pain that I would have inflicted on them. So in 2014, <clears throat> when my mom passed away, everything just came crashing down at once. So all of this stuff that I had been through over the years, like my mom was my absolute support system. My mom, my mom I'm a preacher's kid. So my mom mm -hmm. believed in fasting. My mom believed in praying. And my mom would drop everything. And she came to live with me for months until she felt like I was better, that I could handle it on my own. So my mom and I had a very good relationship. So when she died, it's like my world ended. Mm. Many days, the pain was so great. If you just take these pills, it'll all be over. If you just go in there and cut your wrist, it'll mm. all be over. If you just slice your throat, it'll all be over. So... If I did not, <clears throat> I went to the doctor and 
I just kept having a panic attacks. He was like, you're having anxiety and I'm ex-military. So they sent me to the VA and um, of course they gave me meds <clears throat> and I just, um, I just started going to, I just started going to counseling. So if I did not have counseling dealing with all of this, I'm telling y'all, I wouldn't be here. And, and my support system, my, my, my sisters um, were my absolute support system. And um, my friends, you know, people that love me, you, you need somebody sometimes to push yeah. you through. But they can only do so much. They can only do um, as much as you allow them to. You know what exactly. I mean? Like yeah. I tell my kids all the time, I can ask you all day what's wrong. But if you don't tell me, I can't help you. You know, if you don't tell me what the problem, I can't help you get through it. You can, even if I can't solve the problem, if you just talk to me about it, just release, you know, yeah. someone. And, and I remember, um, you know, my therapist telling me that he was like, he said, you are, you right now are like a, a teapot. He said, you have had so much going on and you just kept packing it down and packing it down and packing it down. And he said, when your mom passed away, he said, that was it. Like it all started, he said, you started whistling. It all started coming out. And he said, mm. you can't, you can no longer hide this. You can no longer help this. So if I did not have counseling and I did not have anybody to like help me get through this thing, I'm telling y'all, I don't know where I would be. So it is absolutely important. If you need to go talk to somebody, please go talk to somebody. It is not a sign of weakness. It is absolutely your yes. strength. It's absolutely your strength. Like, don't be ashamed of that. Because if you're thinking about suicide, trust me, there is something wrong. Don't let anybody tell you, oh, you're going to be all right. Or, oh, go to church. Baby, I was in church. Mm. I was in church and my mind is totally somewhere else. So when people tell you, oh, you need to be in church, you, you can't tell me because I can be sitting there in church and my mind still thinking about you can kill yourself when you leave. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? You cannot, yeah. I'm sorry, you cannot pray everything away. Mm -mm. You know, God gave these people these talents for a reason. They're there to help you. So, exactly. and I'm not saying not to pray. So please don't, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Pray just, and get therapy. Exactly. Pray yeah. and get the, the help that you need. So mm -hmm. I, I, and so now, um, you know, being, being that I'm studying my master's for um, clinical mental health, um, you know, I tell people, you know, today you're having a bad day. Mm -hmm. You're not having a bad life. So if mm. you just think about, you know, where you came from last week, or, or last month, or last year, you made it. You made it. So today, if things are just going absolutely wrong, it's okay. It's okay to take your day. If you need a mental health day to do all you want to do is sleep, do that. Take that day. If yes. you have this day and you just want to be selfish and not answer your phone, you have every right. Take that day. But it's just a bad day. Tomorrow is a new day. It's, it's, it's going to be okay. And if you wake up tomorrow and, and it's not better and you don't feel like you can do any better, that's the time that you need to say, okay, who can I talk to in confidence? Or, or can I call this hotline? You know, I need right. to talk to somebody. So please don't ever feel ashamed 
about talking to, to someone. Like your mental wellness is absolutely important. Absolutely important. Yes. Coco. Oh my goodness. Like, <laughs> honestly, you said everything. I am like fighting back my own tears because I just so appreciate your honesty. I, oh. that the strength that you have as a parent, I mean, as black women alone, we, we tend to do that. We stuff our feelings. We do. And I just think that by you going through all the things that you've gone through, cause that's a lot. Yeah, that's not even the half of it. But it'll all be Listen. in my book. <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm getting I'm the number one on that one. I'm getting that book. Yeah. But your strength and your perseverance and your joy that you have yeah. to keep going and then to want to help someone else, that's the power behind mental health. Yeah. That's the power behind perseverance. That's the power behind being a black woman. Yeah. Period. And I am just, oh my gosh, I, I, I don't need to say anything else, to be honest, <laughs> y'all. I, well, I, you know, and I forgot to say that I'm not, I'm, I, but I also do motivational speaking. So if anyone wants Oof. to um, book me to speak or anything like that, um, <clears throat> just contact me. Just go on my website. Um, it's Coco Roberts Books with an S dot com. Mm-hmm. And you can leave me a message there. If you you can inbox me on Instagram, excuse me, at Coco Roberts Books on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook at Coco Roberts Books or Rosa Roberts. Um, it, it, any way that you can find me, if you just feel like okay, I just need to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. I, I promise y'all. Just in life in general, I'm not a, I, I, I'm not anymore a judgmental person. And mm-hmm. by going through school, it has taught me how to put my own personal feelings aside and, and listen to what everybody else yes. has to say, because everybody has a vice. Everybody has something that they're dealing with. Everybody goes through something. So I'm not here to judge you, whatever it is that you have That's to tell good. me. You know, I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to listen to you. I'm here to offer you the best advice that I can to help you get through it. Now yes. it's up to you if you, you know, if you will accept the advice that I give and rather you will follow through on it, you know, that's up to you. But even if you feel like you need to talk to somebody and, and people don't realize that, that mental health counselors are in counseling mm-hmm. themselves. It, I was just going to say that. Yes. They, they are because they take in a Everything. lot of people. They tell you to, that's just like preachers. They take in so much of everybody else's stuff. Like, how are they going to get it out? You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And people yeah. say, well, you can't take it personally. Sometimes some of the things that people tell you, if you are human and you have a heart, you get what right. I'm saying? Your heart goes out to them and you're like, oh my, you know, oh my God, how in the world? You know what I'm yes. saying? Yes. So, so, so mental health counselors are in counseling themselves. So don't think you're going to talk to somebody and their life is perfect because it's not. They go it's through not. things, you know, they go through things themselves. So never and if ever, it is, ever yes and if it is perfect then you need to not talk to them because right. <laughs> exactly exactly because you can get somebody like coco that has been through things and can truly identify with that feeling you know what i'm saying right. 
like what I was always taught, you know, I'm getting my MSW. Mm -hmm. So what I was taught is that even if you can't identify with the experience that they had, like I've never been um, abused in that way, but I do know what it feels like to be abandoned, to be rejected, you know, to feel alone. Right. And I can identify with that feeling with you. You're going right. to help so many people just based off the experiences that you've gone through. Right. And when I think about what you've been saying, the phrase that comes to mind is, I'm not what I, I don't look like what I've been through. I don't, I promise y'all, I don't look anything like I've been through. Like I've gotten to a point. And like I said, that's just part of it. Like I said, my son was in prison. He went to mm-hmm. prison twice. So you, you get what I'm saying? So not mm-hmm. only I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with all this other stuff, I got to deal with that too. I have, a, I have another son who he wanted to commit suicide. So I have, it's so much stuff. Yes. Like, and I have gotten to the point in my life where like, if you have drama, I don't care if you're family, friend, foe. I'm not dealing with it. I have my own. You can call me selfish. You can say, oh, you change. You can say, oh, you think you're better. Than I don't care what you say. I truly have to protect my peace. Like yes. I, I, I have my own stuff I got to work out. Now, I'm here to listen to you. But if you're bringing me just drama, Mm-mm. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I, I can love you from afar. I can talk to you from afar. If you need my help with something serious, I'm here to help you. If you need to talk to me seriously, I'm here to talk to you. But just petty drama, not here for it. I'm not here for it. I'm not going to do it. I won't answer your call. <laughs> I can read your messages. I'm not going to respond. I'm being honest. I'm just no. not going to do it. Like I have a thing, and it's going to be on my next T-shirt that says, "Don't waste precious memories on petty moments." Ain't nobody got time Ooh. for that. Okay, I need to write that down. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. You know, That's we, what's we, up. yeah, it's, it's, it's too much. Like, you got to uh, really protect 100%. your own peace. You have a right. Like, honestly, I don't have a relationship with um, my father. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people are like, why not? Why, why do I have to? I have mm. tried my entire life to earn the love of this man. Mm. Girl. And it's not. I don't care what I do, what I say, what I accomplish. It's nothing. And I learned this at 46 years old. One day he called me and he said, hello, master, it's Ricky. And I said, this is your daughter. Mm. And he was like, oh, click. <gasps> and I cried that day. And so and I cried and I said, you're never going to get the love that you're looking for. It's oh time goodness. to let it go. You're never going to get the love that you're looking for for him. Let it go. You have been trying since the day he left. Let it go. So Girl. I'm not going to allow anybody to tell me, well, that's still your daddy. Well, you still got, no, I'm sorry. I still love him as my dad. I'm not going to ever disrespect him, but I don't have to tolerate what he gives. I, I, you don't have to accept what people give you. You can reject it. Hit the reject button and move on. I don't Ooh. care if it's your sister, your brother, your cousin. I don't care who it is. If they are not giving you something to feed your soul, reject it. Like, That's good. You, you don't have to accept that. That's good, Coco. Whew. 
Yeah. <laughs> you just don't. Whoa. And I'm you're sorry, y'all. <laughs> no, you, you, but you're absolutely right. And that makes me think of that, um, that phrase, no is a complete sentence. It absolutely is. Absolutely. And that's, and that's a part of your self-love. You know what I'm saying? You can yep. say no and love people from a distance to absolutely. protect yourself. Absolutely. That's, I, I can't even get into the dad thing because we'll be here for, for another 17 <laughs> hours trying to dissect that. So trust me <laughs> when I say I understand. It's, I'm telling y'all, my life has not been the absolute easiest at all. But um, another thing that I have that will come out on a t-shirt or a mug yes. soon I am a light by choice not chance because every single thing that I have been through I could have chosen darkness you get what I'm saying but I chose light so I choose to lead by light I'm a mentor or take stock in children here in Duval County and and, and I'm leading by light if you need my help for something I you can I can be your light you get what I'm saying I I Mm. choose it's my choice to be a light. So I am a light by choice, not chance, because chance would have had you. Me, mm. Yes, in total Talk darkness. Talk about it. Yes. Total darkness. So, yeah. And don't y'all take my stands now because I got them written down. <laughs> right. And Period. I did a poor man's copyright, baby. So I got it. I got it. <laughs> my people ain't going to do you like that, girl. Thank y'all. This, Thank this y'all. a realness fan. We're going to let you have it. <laughs> all right. All right. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. <laughs> but before we go, Coco, I, when you hit on domestic violence, that's something that touches me deeply. It's just because. I have not experienced it, but I, I know too many women that have. Right. So if someone, one of my listeners right now is listening and they're going through domestic right. violence, right. what could you say to encourage them to get out? I would encourage you because a lot of times we are hiding that person. So mm-hmm. we know how they act behind closed doors. But when we go out in public, you know, we're smiling because, mm-hmm. you know, we, we are letting them shine. You are not weak. And a lot of women feel like, okay, if I leave him, how am I going to survive? Baby, you can survive. If you have someone, uh, a lot of people feel ashamed because how can I let myself stay in this position? How can I allow myself to be domestically, you know, abused by this person, verbally abused by this person? Get out. All I can say is, I don't care if you got to find a shelter. Is There is absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. Mm. Who do you love more? Do you love yourself or do you love that person? Ask yourself that question. Look in the mirror and say, who do I love more? Who do I want to save? Do I want to save me or let him save himself? Because we too, too many times we hear that domestic violence ends in death. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they, and you did not do anything wrong you did not make him mad you did not cook dinner wrong you did not not iron his clothes right or whatever it is that a lot Mm -hmm. of them like to say that you didn't do you did not do anything to push his buttons so don't you ever allow a man to tell you that you did this like you caused this if you wouldn't have did this i wouldn't have hit you another thing is for me like i said i take my part in when they get to hitting their fists and they get hit in the walls. And I remember one time we were sitting in the car and he hit in the steering wheel and he hit in the dashboard. Those are all signs, guys. Mm-hmm. Like, like we don't pick up on it, but those are all signs because that next hit is, is going to be you. You can say, mm-hmm. oh no, he loves me, baby. That's not love. 
that that's not love hate because a person that loves you would not intentionally hurt you a person that loves you would not you know intentionally hit you that is not love yes. you are not weak if you stay but you are stronger if you leave Ooh. Thank you, Coco. I don't, I don't have nothing else. You're welcome. That is so powerful to me. I'm being in tears after this. I really appreciate you coming on. I appreciate your honesty, me. your transparency. And this is not the end for For Realness Sake and Coco, period. It, we, we take, <laughs> we're taking this all the way. So look, okay. check your emails. <laughs> got you. I got you. Thank y'all. Okay, we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.